I am way beyond a fanatic. I'm God-possessed. Get it straight. There ain't a demon on the planet that likes Mark Barclay anymore. If that's you, clap and shout one. Say, I am God-possessed. You better get ready. Did you bring a Bible? Praise God. I hope you're doing good today. I call you blessed. I'm Doc Barkley. Welcome to the broadcast. We work hard, my whole team, my whole church family, to bring you this free of charge. Our partners help us do it. You can become one of those if you want to, or anytime you feel like it, you can sow financially into the ministry here to help just keep pumping out the Word of God. Many people do. You're certainly welcome to. And if you choose to, when the seed comes, when your, when your finances come, I personally pray over it. That's no exaggeration. I personally pray over it and ask God to bless you in return, plus the satisfaction of helping us reach so many people. I'm holding in my hand the series, Ignorant No More. That's what we've been preaching on. That's what the Holy Spirit through Paul said to the church. Let's not be ignorant about spiritual things. We live in a dark, dark day, spiritually, many other ways. And yet it's time to break out and live in the light. And that is not just big talk. Jesus came on purpose to change your life and mine. We're gonna talk about that through this telecast. Get on social media, get on your phone, call, text, tell everybody about this program and get them hooked up to it right now. Here we go, we're gonna to study together and God is going to help us, amen. Did you bring a Bible tonight? Yes. You did? Yes. Well, let's look at them once. I wanna see, show me, prove it to me. Let's see, let's see, let's see, let's see. Yeah, about 50%, 60, 70% of you. Oh, I see, some of you, you're holding it here. Now I see, now it's going. Let's make our confession. Now we've been doing this for 30 years, it's gotta be working. Say, I believe, I believe. Everything, everything that my Bible says, my Bible says. No, matter no matter what the devil says, no matter what people say, no and no matter what my circumstances say, <coughs> tonight, I am a believer. Therefore, I'm a receiver. And I do believe that I will receive Absolutely everything that God has for me tonight. In the name of Jesus, say amen. Let's clap and welcome the television congregation. God bless you tonight. Yeah. Welcome wherever we're on, uh, whatever time zone and uh, you're on and whatever station you're getting us on right now. We just want to say welcome from all of us at Living Word Church. And we're glad you're joining us by television, and we're glad to be able to come to you this way. Amen. We're teaching on a series. Now, I've had some interruptions, but we're teaching on a series called Be Ignorant No More. Say it. Be ignorant. Tell two people around you. Just mean it. Say, be ignorant no more. Tell a third person. Just say, in fact, I'm tired of you being ignorant. Turn around and tell somebody, if you weren't so ignorant, I'd like you better. Ooh. Yeah. 1 Corinthians 12, please. 
1 Corinthians 12, verse 1. This has been our theme verse for this particular series that we didn't really mean to be a series, but believe it or not, I think this is my sixth time teaching Be Ignorant No More. We're just talking all about spiritual stuff, spiritual power in the realm of the Spirit. 1 Corinthians 12, now concerning spiritual gifts, brethren, I would not have you, tell me, I would not have you ignorant. Now let's go down to verse uh, 4. Now there are diversities of gifts, but the same Spirit. We taught on that. There are diversities of administrations or ministries. There's different ministries. There's different ministries, but the same Lord. There are diversities of operations, but it is the same God that worketh all in all. We taught on that. Now, I want to deal with verse 7, 8, and 9 in our session together tonight. The gifts of the Spirit. But the manifestation of the preacher, well, that's how the body of Christ normally looks at it. Let's read it again, though. But the manifestation of the select three who always have a word... I'll get it right. I'll get it right. Be patient. I'm just trying to get my preaching ministry started. (laughs) But the manifestation of the Spirit, that's the Holy Spirit, is given to every man to profit with all. Say, I am am. a candidate candidate. uh, for God to use. Yeah, if you're born again, Spirit-filled, you're a candidate. God could flow through you at any time with one of these great nine gifts of the Spirit or what we call manifestations. Let's read them. For to one is given by the Holy Spirit the word of wisdom. Say word of wisdom. wisdom. Put a number one by it in your Bible. Or if you're taking notes, if you want to write them all down, and we'll give you all nine gifts tonight. To another, the word of knowledge. Say, word of knowledge. Put a number two by that in your Bible. Number two. By the same Holy Spirit. Nine, verse nine. To another, faith by the same Spirit. Say, faith. Faith. Now, that doesn't mean the kind of faith that comes by preaching. It's It's special faith. It's Jesus' faith, actually. It's special faith that he imparts to you to do special tasks. It's a gift of faith. To another, the gifts of healing by the same Spirit. What number are we on? Write it in there. Verse 10. To another, the, tell me out loud, the working of miracles. Number five. To another, prophecy. To another, discerning of spirits. To another, diverse kinds of tongues. And then number nine, to another, the interpretation of tongues. But all these worketh that one and the self-same Holy Spirit, dividing to every man severally as he will. Now, Brother Barclay, there are nine gifts of the Spirit. Yeah, let's talk about for a minute, though, our entire arsenal. Because, you see... 
If you know Jesus, you're a Christian. That's what Christian means. Christ. Follower. Christian. Christ. You're like Christ. You belong to Christ. Now, if you're a Christian, there's three categories of Christians listed in the Scriptures, and we see them all today. One, there are spiritual Christians. Spiritual Christians. Two, there are carnal Christians. Three, there are perverted Christians. Let's talk about all three for a minute. This is important, so stick with me. What's a spiritual Christian? Someone who is not only filled with the Spirit, but lives according to the way of the Spirit, and is led by the Spirit, and walks by the Spirit, and can see at times into the Spirit, and makes his, his or her decisions based on the things of the great Holy Spirit, etc. Those are spiritual Christians. Well, what's a carnal Christian? A carnal Christian, thanks for asking by the way, a carnal Christian is a Christian, true and blue. He is a, he is a Christian, but he's living as though he never met Jesus hardly at all. He deals with his bills the same way the sinner does. He deals with diseases the same way the sinner does. He deals with pressure the same way the sinner does. He lives in his house the same way the sinner does. He raises his kids doing the same thing the sinners do to raise their kids. He reads some of the same stuff the sinners read, and he believes some of the rudiments of this world that the sinners base everything on. Now, this guy's a Christian, but he's a carnal Christian. He lives as though he, he barely knows Jesus at all. Then there's a perverted Christian. What's that? That's a Christian who is living not just like his neighbor. He's, he's, he's practicing the powers of darkness, and he's practicing the powers of evil. He could be sexually perverted. He could be substance abuse, whether it's nicotine, alcohol, you know, uh, you know, uh, other things. He could be into pornography. I guess that would fall under sexual perversion. He could be a murderer. He could be a hater. There are Christians who really do do all of those things because they have become perverted. Now, they don't have to stay perverted, but they're not living, they're, they're not even, their lifestyle does not even prove that they are a carnal Christian, meaning they're, they met Jesus, but they're just living like men kind of live. They're living, they're living like the low end of man, and they're practicing all this bad and all this evil. Then they judge guys like me in the church for, for picking on them and judging them, but we're not, there's no condemnation here. We just don't want to see you keep living below all the means by which Christ wants you to live better. Can I have a better amen on that, please? You're not going to find a carnal Christian that has the manifestation of the gifts of God flowing through them regularly. They could be like Samson. Don't ever fool yourself. It could be like Samson. Samson, you know, got fooling around with who? Yeah. Totally contrary to what his daddy and mama wanted for Samson. Bible says so. In fact, the Bible says, why can't you choose a girl from your own tribe? Yep. Meaning, you know, not tribal like racial, but tribal like religiously. Why you got why are you wandering off there for? I can tell you why that happens, by the way, because when when you're if you run with a worldly woman or man, depends on what you are, 
if you do that, uh, there's no ramifications at first. If you run with a holy man or you want to court a holy woman, you got to pay the price. You got to step up to the plate. You got to watch your rudiments. You got to watch your mouth. You got to watch your behavior. You got to wear your shirt and your pants. Yeah, that's all. But if you run with the loose people, things are loose and quick. We don't judge them, we're just making the difference. If you're a spiritual Christian, you're going to beat evil. If you're, a, if you're a carnal Christian, you're going to watch evil beat you. If you're a perverted Christian, you're going, to, you're, going to, you're going to invite evil to beat you and beat you and beat you. There's no reason for us to look at you spiritually and see stripes across your back that Jesus already paid for. I would, I would invite you to go look at any drinker's life. I don't condemn drinkers. I'm hard against drinking. I'm a former drinker. Uh, you know, I've been delivered. Some people today say we're saved by grace, so it's okay to drink. I'm telling you, you've been lied to. And you ought to break away from that and run from it as fast as you can. Because even if you take one last slug of something before you get in the car, the cops are going to haul you in. Because even they will tell you how much you can have in order to get behind the wheel. But you can follow any drinker's life. No condemnation. We want you free. I, I don't care. Uh, for all I care, 500 drunks can come here Sunday. I'm going to preach to them and love on them and shake their hand and, and try to lead them to Christ. And if they are Christians, I'm going to believe for their deliverance, man. We're not. We don't have a stick in our hand. Right. We, we got a hand, but it's a helping hand. Come on, let me, get out, let me help you get out of that. Not whack, 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 you know. What are you doing that for? Whack. They don't need to be whacked, man. They're putting their own stripes across their back. This is called what, this series? Be ignorant no more. If you're a spiritual Christian, you will beat all evil. It may attack you, but you will win. If you're a carnal Christian, you will not beat evil. It will attack you and you'll keep losing and losing and losing one thing after the other. If you're a perverted Christian just living in sin, you are not only going to not beat evil, you're going to invite it into your life and your house and your body and your eyes and your mind. And, 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 and it's going to hurt you bad. And Satan's going to come and he's going to wail on your life. And he's going to wail on you. And he, you know why? Because you call yourself a Christian, which he hates. But you're living his lifestyle, which gives him access to you. If there's three doors up here, and this one's steel, like a safe, a vault, and a big bar across it, and a padlock about that big, and then there's this door, and it's made out of wood, and it's got a couple of dead bolts, and then there's this one that is just like those beads hanging, like at the Chinese restaurant. And you say, I'm getting in that. I'm getting up there right now. I'm getting in there and getting it. Now, if you were the devil, you don't even have to be a devil. Which door would you choose if you got to break in? Please don't tell me the vault, and because if you do, don't tell anybody you go here. You're going to the door of least resistance. Say it. The door of least resistance. You invite evil to come beat on your life. That's all. That's why we preach so hard and work so hard to try to get people free. Not so they're perfect little church specimens. 
I don't know, Brother Barclay, they want to go to church here, and I found out they smoke some dope. That ain't no worse than your gossip. Holy blabbermouth, sister, brother, you know, holier than thou. That's no, one's no, but that's all sin. You can, just like that person can get delivered from their whatever, smoking dope, you can get delivered from your nasty mouth if you really want to. You don't have to keep blabbing that stuff out all the time and ruining everybody's life. Amen. You know, amen. Turn around, point at someone and say, don't get mad, he's just pastoring you. Don't get mad at us. Now, let's, let's talk again now that we, we separated these three kinds of Christians. Spiritual, they beat evil. Carnal, they can't beat evil. Perverted, they invite evil. But they're all Christians. They've all met Jesus Christ, in other words. For the spiritual Christians, let's talk about it. They have access to the nine gifts of the Spirit. We just read it. Let me tell you what else they have. Uh, we have access to the five gifts of Jesus, apostle, prophet, evangelist, pastor, and teacher. Not only to enjoy Ephesians chapter 4, to set under these gifts to be fed and taught and led and governed, but you might end up being one yourself if you submit to God. Who knows what all he has planned for you? You don't. You don't know what all God has planned for you. I'll tell you this, some of the most messed up people that I'm talking to today could end up being one of the greatest preachers of tomorrow. You don't know what God has planned. Then we also have the, the seven gifts of Father God in Romans chapter 12. There's seven lifted there. Giving is listed there. You know, we all give, but some people actually are called to a giving ministry. Uh, you know, to preach, to teach is all listed there, etc. So we have seven gifts of the Father, five gifts of the Son, and nine gifts of the Spirit. How many pieces do the armor of God? Six. So you have the six pieces to the armor of God found where? In Ephesians what? And then we all, pardon me? And then we also have, so you have, this, so you have the six pieces of the armor of God. Helmet of salvation, breastplate of, right, plate of righteousness. You have the boots of preparation. So you're not out running around barefooted, non-prepared. You prepared yourself to, to, to walk in this gospel. Amen. The belt of truth. And, uh, and the sword of the Spirit in your hand, and, and etc. That's spiritual people. Do you think carnal Christians put on the helmet of salvation today? Let me help you. What is the helmet of salvation? Thinking like Christ thinks. How do you say that differently, Brother Barclay? You do and live and make your decisions according to the words of God. Now, do you think a carnal Christian who's not living spiritually, they have met Jesus Christ. That's why they're called a carnal Christian. But they, but they just, no, they don't put on the helmet of salvation. That's why their mind is a mess. That's why, they, that's why worry gives them ulcers. That's why their mind wanders. You put on the helmet of salvation, focus comes almost automatically. We could go on. There's nine gifts of the, excuse me, nine fruit of the Spirit. In Galatians where? Five. Verse 22, 
20 to 23s in that, because it starts with the works of the flesh. In Galatians it goes, so I have nine fruit of the Spirit, love, joy, peace, gentleness, meekness, faith, etc. There's nine of them. Did you know that three of them, let me back up, did you know the nine fruit of the Spirit almost never show up in a carnal Christian's behavior? Let me back up. I think we need to do a class next on the fruit of the Spirit. I think we will. I think we better add that to be ignorant no more. Do you know the fruit of the Spirit? Do you know what it is? It is the personality of Jesus Christ. You know what your personality was, B.C., before Christ? Anger, hatred, prejudice, get even, hurt feelings, and on goes the list. But when you got born again and spirit-filled, you let the Holy Spirit take charge of your life, and slowly your personality takes on the personality of Jesus Christ. You become, if you prefer biblical language, you become a partaker of His divine nature. You don't hate, you love. You don't, you, you don't despise, you walk in peace. See? Amen. Did you know that uh, three of the fruit of the Spirit is so you can live with yourself? That's fact. You can stand yourself. Stomach yourself. Upgrade yourself where you can have confidence that you're okay. Three of them is so that you can walk with other people. So they don't want to kill you all the time. You don't want to kill them. You become an Abel instead of a Cain. Three of them is so you can walk with God without quenching Him and without grieving Him. And, and contrary, listen now, I, I'm saying all this for a reason. Contrary to the nine gifts of the Spirit that you won't have ever all nine of them. But it is the will of God for a hundredfold spiritual Christian to have all nine fruit of the Spirit plopping out in your life and taking on the full nature of Jesus Christ and, 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 and be a partaker of it. And get rid of you. No, your hair don't change and your color, your eyes don't change, and it's still you but, you, but your attributes and your personality gets more like Christ. I can tell that we need to teach on this more. I can tell by two or three reasons. Number one, I'm a very smart pastor. <laughs> Number two, I can tell by how well you're listening. Number three, I can tell by the way some of you behave. Rephrase, rephrase, misbehave. Okay. If you want to, so we can, you know, I'm just trying to teach more in this series because don't, we don't want to be ignorant about this stuff. We have, we have two generations now of people about 20-some years apart. They don't even know about the Holy Spirit. They haven't seen a manifestation of the Spirit. They don't go to Holy Spirit conferences. They've never seen a demon cast out. Let's, let's rehearse these quick. There are nine gifts of the Spirit. They are not a manifestation of the preacher or you. So if a gift of the Spirit was to flow through you, don't be bragging about it. Be humble and say, thank God He showed up. He showed us what to do. He healed that sick person. Don't ever take credit for it. It's the best way to never be used again. Now, 
When I gave you the list of the nine in the scriptures, they're all nine, but we're going to categorize them a little bit different for you so they're easily, more easily remembered. Are you ready? Okay, there are three verbal gifts. That's the lowest power gifts. That's the lowest of power. They're all powerful. There's three verbal gifts. A message in tongues. That's not your prayer language, though it's the same tongue, but it's, it's applied differently. And by the way, there's, we're going to get into this, I think, before we're done. But those of you that have been hearing a little trickle of bad teaching that you should not speak in tongues in front of other people, or we, sh we don't want to invite people to church because they might hear a pastor or someone speak in tongues, you know, or, or some, there's a modern teaching that speaking in tongues is not for the sanctuary. All of those are very wrong. We're going to prove that biblically. They're very easily to prove wrong. In fact, the Bi just to give you a hint on that, the Bible says that you're to speak in tongues in front of uh, the sinners as a sign to them. A sign? Yeah, a sign. You know what a sign? Something somebody can read. You know what a sign is? It's a billboard. We wouldn't take this billboard down here that costs us all this money and paint it white and then ask somebody, hey, did you see my billboard? No. Yeah, it's a big white one. Well, I don't say nothing. Yeah, well, you know, we didn't want to offend anybody. <laughs> so the Bible says when you speak in tongues in front of the unbelievers, unbelievers aren't always just the sinner, as we call it. They are those that don't believe in speaking in tongues. It's a sign to them. But as for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. Hallelujah. We're going to study the Word of God. We need the gifts of the Spirit to flow through your life in this dark day so you have supernatural, God-given power to touch and help other people. Amen. You know what the Lord is saying? If you love me, then when I go through all this for you, do something with it. You do something with this to help somebody else. Turn with me, please, to 1 Corinthians chapter 12. The flowing of the gifts of the Spirit. It is not the assignment of God for every ministry to be good at everything or involved in everything. Can you say amen on it? Praise God, everybody. Doc Barkley again. Thanks for being part of the broadcast. I hope you caught the whole thing. And uh, if not, whatever part you caught, I pray it was a blessing to you because we work so hard to bring this to you. We really do. And it costs a lot of money. And so our partners, you can become one if you want. Our partners really help us pay for this. And you can sow any seed. You can be a constant partner and be a blessing that way. Or just ever so often as you feel led or even right now, put something in the mail, jump online. You can give online at our website. I want to make sure you get the series. Uh, so you can just keep studying it over and over again, ignorant no more. That's what the Holy Spirit said. And he said it to the church people. Let's not be ignorant of spiritual things, especially living today. I mean, you're living in the last of the last days. There's a dark cloud. There's a glory cloud. There are angels active. There are demons active. There are people who you can trust. There are people you better stay away from. And so how do, you, how do you navigate this? 
We're going to help you. I hope we are helping you. Get this series. You won't regret it. We're praying for you. Please pray for us. Please send an offering to help us preach. And whether you do or not, we love you. Come visit us at Living Word. And I plan to see you on the next broadcast. It's going to be just as powerful as the one we just did. Amen.